Cynthia McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of True Broadcast. On today, I want to dedicate this session to discussion about the God who is jealous. If you're listening to me today, I want you to know that a relationship that you have, or if you do not have one, that your creator God is a jealous God, and that he is always watching, looking, and listening to see if you are true to him. For our relationship with God is just like a relationship in marriage. There, it is assumed that there will be fidelity, there will be faithfulness, and that no one else will be given what's rightfully yours. And the same with God. He wants us to give him what's due him. And today I want to share some biblical truths to support these thoughts in the Old Testament, for in the Old Testament, it starts to define what the jealousy of God is. To help me talk about this theme, I've invited a dear brother in the Lord, Pastor Henry Owens, who now lives in the southern Arizona area. I just recently discovered that he lives here in the area and wanted to allow him to share with us today. So, listen in as we begin to discuss the theme. God who is jealous. Listen to this. All right, Pastor Henry, let, let's talk a little bit about that text again in uh, Exodus 34 and 10. It says here, uh, rather, Exodus 34 and 14. Mm-hmm. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. So you've mentioned in a prior session that. One of the things that makes God jealous is when we don't give Him worship. How does God view worship? Um, just as quickly as a definition, uh, the word worship actually means to fall down before or bow down before. Uh, worship is a state of an attitude of spirit, since it is an internal, individual action. And so how God views worship is He views worship on a relational level. Yes. And so, uh, if you look at the word worship in and of itself, you can actually take out two words, worth and ship. Mm. And so, if you look at it, when you worship God, you're giving God what he's worth. And that is based upon uh, uh, what he has done for you in your life and based upon what he has done for you on the cross. Uh, He is worth our worship. He is worthy of worship. The amazing thing about God is this, is that God doesn't need man because God is not lonely. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, But he still created us and didn't need us because he's not lonely. But the amazing thing is that he created us and in creating us, he created a love for us within himself. And that's amazing to me all by itself. But he created us to give him worship, to give him his due. Uh, when you when you think about it, uh, angels fell, just like man fell. Yes, they did. Man fell in the Garden of Eden. We know that. Angels fell before man fell, but God didn't die for angels, but he died for man. He did. And that is amazing that the heavenly God, whose enemy is death, came down and did something for a man. Yes, he did. 
that he wouldn't do for any other creation. Mm -hmm. And so God is worthy of worship. And so if you think about it like this and along these lines, God, if he's seeking for anything, he's seeking for a worshiper. The Bible tells us in John 4, 23 and 24, and, and, and just meditate on this scripture in your spirit. It says, but the time is coming, indeed it is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is looking for those who will worship him in that way. For God is a spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Think about that. God is seeking after worshipers. He's looking for those believers that will give him his due, that will give him what he's worth. And it doesn't mean that, you know, God is some arrogant, disconnected being out in the atmosphere somewhere. No. God is very intimate, very close, very personal in the life of a believer. And he constantly expands so that we can magnify him. He expands in our life. He expands in our mind. David said it like this. David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Meaning, blow God up bigger than what you're going through. Bigger than what you're dealing with bigger than what your life is dealing with and as you expand God as you worship God as you blow up God then God then in turn gives to you what you need and I love that thing because um, you know we used to sing that song when, when the praises go up the blessings come down yeah. God loves worship yeah. and, and the great news I think Pastor Henry is that he is worthy yes he's worthy <laughs> He's Whether we give it to him or not, <laughs> he's still worth. Uh, he earns that worth. Yes, he does. You know, it's just like how you met your wife. You want her heart. Yes. You know what would have happened if she didn't respond? Mm. What if she decided to take something lower, less? Uh -huh. Apparently, you won the prize. Yes. <laughs> I was worthy. No. <laughs> And God, I feel like, is like a man. Yes. He works for our worship. Yes. And I can imagine how he feels when we reject him. Yes. You know, and he already said in his text, he's jealous. Yes. So work with me. Yes. Well, yeah, he's, he's he wants uh, that worship. He literally, I mean, I mean, I keep going back to the, the Garden of Eden. Because yes. the reason why I keep going back there is because I cannot believe that it I can believe it, but it's 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 just hard to fathom. Yes. That a holy heavenly God would make a man and put him a man and a woman and put them in a perfect environment. Yes. And make everything around them perfect and tell them this is what I want for you because this is what I want for myself. And that amazes me that God loves us so much that he's always put us, putting us as believers and even unbelievers because he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. He puts us in environments and the environments that he puts us in, they're really perfect environments for us to become what he desires for us to become. Mm. But 
what happens is is that in our environment we sometimes uh, will magnify the thing greater than the one that created the thing. Yes. yes we focus yes. on the thing more than we focus on the one that made and created the thing. And it is human nature, it is fallen human nature that always wants to see something. Yes. And because we connect with what we see. And that's the reason why, uh, you know, having a deficiency in eyesight really terrifies most human beings. Because we want to see where we're going. We do. Especially those of us that have our sight. If we get into a place where it's it's foggy or something and we can't see. Right, uh, right, I've right. been in situations uh, where I live in, in Reno, Nevada. You can get whiteouts. Yes. Where it's snowing and yes. blowing snow and everything turns white. Yes. And your vision is just gone. Yes. Immediately fear grips your heart. Yes. Because you can't see what's in front of you. Yes. And the spirit realm tells us something different. We yes. walk by faith and not by sight. And in walking by faith, a lot of times you got to trust God when you can't trace God. You have to put your trust in God when you can't see anything around you. And for us as human beings, that most of the time is the most terrifying thing in the world. But we must understand that the God that we serve loves us more than we love ourselves. Amen. And he has the best thing for us. So you mean God will allow himself not to be traced out? We can't find any evidence that he's there and yet he wants us to trust him. Yes. And then worship him? And then worship him on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> because that is the true definition of the word faith. The true definition of the word faith is the word trust. And when you really believe something, you trust what it's saying to you. And that is God in its nth degree. And so what I really want believers to understand is that the beginning of faith is really the beginning of you not acting. It's when you run out of strength that you really begin to lean on God. As long as you have strength, you're really leaning on your strength and God. But if God will literally allow you to run out of strength, <laughs> and when you run out of strength, that's really where your faith begins because God always wants to carry you rather than you carrying yourself. I love those thoughts, Pastor Henry. Worship, worship. God wants our worship. He's so worthy. He's earned it. Yes. And, and if you're out there listening today, if you haven't take to, taken time to give God praise, I encourage you to do so. I know what I do sometimes. I give God now praise. I just tell him what he's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's forget the past. Let's forget the future. Let's just, just focus on him now. Because yeah. Pastor Henry has mentioned the power of, of focus. That we need to focus on the Lord. And Pastor Henry, we got about one more minute in this session. What do you want the, the, the listeners to do? really just catch on today? We've talked about worship. We, you've defined worship. You, you've defined how God is worthy. Uh, let's get, give me some, some thoughts to end this session. Uh, if, if I would sum everything up, I, I would really want every believer to take to heart that the God of heaven and earth, the creator of heaven and earth, loves you, number one. Number two, that he's worthy to be 
magnified, glorified, exalted in your life. And, and that's what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that the anger of God lasts but a moment, but his love lasts for eternity. Amen. Well, beloved, I'm going to end there. I pray today that you have been encouraged to know that God loves you immensely. And that whether you believe in him or not, that you are a part of his creation. And he's expecting a response from his love for you. It bothers God. It hurts his heart. We don't give him what he's due. And you may be giving God what he's due. But maybe life has you in between blessings. You've hit a rough spot. I want to encourage you to continue to worship him. He's there. It's your season now to show God how much you love him. Hold on. That next phase of your life is coming. Well, beloved, I've got to go. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you on next week. Thank you.